Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied abundantly unto you all through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You may be seated. I'm holding in my hands, I'm holding in my hands an acorn. I know it's not too impression, impressive, I suppose, to you at least. It's only tiny, insignificant acorn after all vulnerable, singular, it's a nut. As it were, there are thousands of them, there's millions of them, billions of them worldwide, but not too impressive to you. But to me, well, that's something different. And not just because this particular acorn is my acorn. I suppose I should introduce myself. I'm an oak. And I must admit, I am a bit proud of the fact, by the way, that I'm an award-winning oak. I came in second in the most beautiful trees in Winnipeg. I suppose, rightly so, to be proud, and so I should be. I mean, look at the symmetrics of my branches. Elms are pretty and all, but they're so vulnerable to disease. Nice to look at, but finally, what good are they? Willows, sycamores, too dependent on water. Pines, softwood. Redbuds, dogwoods, hollies, just ornamental shrubs. But an oak, that's really something. Something to depend on, large and strong and sturdy. Long-lived, thousand years maybe out of a tree. We oaks make an impression. We're memorable trees, and for a number of good reasons. For one thing, you might begin with the shade an oak like me can offer, especially in an arid, desolate environment. Like any of the great oak trees that may grow in your neck of the woods, I am usually sought out as a welcome place to get out of the sun to find protection. The protection I provide takes the form of shelter, too. Not only under my branches, but the lumber a tree like me can provide. Many of my brothers have given their lives to offer strong and sturdy building material. And don't forget my place in the food chain. Yeah, my acorns, while not usually consumed by you humans as such, do provide food for other animals. Yep, we oaks certainly do have much to be proud of. We're important trees in general and in specific too. For I don't know whether or not I mentioned this yet, but I am, I'm one of the oaks of Mamre. And don't even try to tell me you haven't heard of us. We're a regular landmark, literally. In my part of the world, I, a stand of trees, a stand of oak trees, they stand out, pardon the pun, lying a mere 20 miles south and slightly west of Jerusalem, just out, outside the city of Hebron. You might have heard of it. There's a grove of oaks thrown into high contrast by a mountainous desert surroundings. 
mentioned the town of Mamre to a traveler 4,000 years ago at that time of Abraham, and you'd nearly always elicit a similar response. Ah, the Oaks, what a great place to camp and rest. Oh, I was wondering a little bit too much, but the mention of Abraham reminds me of why I'm speaking with you today. We were kind of a home base for Abraham, after all, we, we Oaks of Mamre. He was a tent dweller, that Abraham, and he moved around a bit, of course, but it was, it was beneath my branches at Mamre that Abraham, he built an altar where he pleaded with the Lord to spare the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was near our grove at Mamre that Abraham purchased the cave in which he buried his wife and where he himself and many of his descendants would be buried. Yep, a lot of ancient history was tied up here near the stand of trees I call my home. But there's more to it than just that, than just human history. You see, I'm a witness to a different sort of history as well. For beneath my boughs, God, the, the great God Almighty, he became involved in human history. I was privileged to witness a significant moment in the history of salvation itself. Yep, oaks are memorable in and of themselves. And my grove, well, we're a landmark. But what makes me so, so memorable is that in my shade, old Abraham and Sarah welcomed guests not just any guests, they found themselves to be hosting nonetheless than the Lord God Almighty come to earth for this special occasion in human form. In the same way, I'm told, 20 centuries later, a group of disciples in Jerusalem prepared a meal, it was a Passover dinner, found themselves to be hosting nonetheless and the Lord Almighty come to earth for that special occasion in human form. What took place in that upper room that night was a promise, right? This is my body given for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you. And that promise continues to sustain and uphold Christian people even now another 20 centuries later. And that promise took place in the upper room. And look... Look at what promise took place under my branches at Mamre. One that would prove to be as solid as an oak, as lasting and as sturdy as the oaks of Mamre, and as comforting, providing the kind of spreading shade, the outreaching protection that God constantly offers to his people. A promise that will take its place in the long chain of events by which the Lord God intended and still intends to fortify his people and preserve them. Behold me, an oak of Mamre, big and strong and enduring. And now behold the form God's promise takes. Look, an acorn. Yeah. You may have to look closely to see it. It's tiny, after all. 
But strain your eyes, take a good hard look, for from the ancient tree of Abraham will drop an acorn whose name will be Isaac. You will have to look closely to see God's promise in the making here because that little sprout won't look like much at the time. It's tiny and vulnerable, singular, but that promise will grow and reproduce and become a forest. At this time, the Lord decides to use other images than a forest to tell us just how great his promise will be. It will grow to be as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand of the sea. Now wait, you might be tempted to say, all that is going to come to pass because of one little acorn? That's almost laughable. Which is, of course, exactly what Abraham and Sarah named their little boy who was born just as God promised, Isaac, which means laughter. I heard that very laughter of that laughable little boy. He played in my branches. He gathered my leaves. That laughable, impossible boy was born, as promised, beneath my steady shade. Laughable, perhaps, but very real. And I suppose that outcome, that laughable little boy, is almost as laughable as a cross. And people at the foot of the cross did laugh about it too. That's what I'm told. And about the claims of the one who was hanging there on that cross. Great, scornful, mocking gales of laughter. What can ever possibly come of this one? He deserves, he deserves to be buried in the ground. And look what has come of it. Behold, the life-giving tree of the cross, on which was hung the salvation of the world. Behold how that tiny tree has grown into something that resembles a mighty oak, providing shade and comfort for the people of God, something solid to build on and to build with. It is a promise so strong that it will indeed last forever. Behold the life-giving tree of the cross. Through my branches, the branches of Abraham's oaks, and see where this thing can lead, where God is promising it will lead. From one little acorn, the salvation of the world. Amen.